When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, a new set of windows or a new door do a lot of things. Change the look, feeling the vibe of your home. Plus, it can add value to your home and make your home more energy efficient. Pella checks all those boxes and then some. Pella can provide window and door solutions to any home and working with the good people at Pella second to none. So now is the time. Like right now, turn your window and door remodeling dreams into a reality with Pella. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And got to talk about my good friends at Runza. You know, in basketball, it's all about killer combos, pick and roll, give and go, maybe even make a football analogy here, like Scott Frost and speedy offensive weapons. Combos make life better, right? And Runza makes it all better, including the classic combo, chili and cinnamon rolls, the best sweet and spicy combo to hit the Midwest since Greg and Doug McDermott. Here's what you do. You're going to alley-oop that cinnamon roll with your left hand into your right hand, dunk it in the homemade chili, and there's nowhere that does it like Runza. So get there today. Get your chili and cinnamon roll game right and tell them your friend Nick Baugh sent you. All right. Uh, it happened. It, 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 it happened. Big Ten football is back. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Bo Rude and I sat down. Uh, we discussed the emotions that have gone into the this past month and you know, how how we got to this point where football is returning in the Big Ten. And then the guidelines and the stipulations and the time frame of the season and the challenges of navigating all that, what the schedule uh, parameters are looking like, at least right now. There certainly was just a lot to talk about within the announcement. Uh, so this was fun. I mean, this was a, a, a blast to do. So here we go. Let's just uh, – I'm going to quit my – my uh, yapping here. I'm going to throw it to uh, to yours truly and Bo Root discussing the return of Big Ten football. Enjoy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Nicholas Bob, Bo Robert Root. I don't even know what to say because this is surreal. This is, this is surreal. It is September 16th, and you and I sat here on August 11th when the Big Ten – football season was canceled and it has been a remarkable month and change here. Like big, big 10 football's back. October 24th is the start date. Here we go. I mean, are you, because we got a lot to talk about here. Are you still in that mode? It's, it's funny. You, you know, you listen to takes all day and people are like, tell you what, man, I will believe it when I see it. Are you in believe it when I see it? I mean, think about this here. I feel like a guy that's been wandering through the desert for about a month, right? And you, you, you're, I think I'm like, you're out of, you're out of water and you just, you feel like you're like looking at a mirage. That's kind of where I'm at. I feel like I've been through like this, this long. You're like Tom Hanks in Castaway after he's on his boat. Like, yeah, he's like, (laughs) 
He sees that giant, <laughs> that giant ship, and the whale. A whale had come by and uh, blowholed us, and we we're like, football. Oh, football. football. Football, Big Ten. Is it back? <laughs> so, so Warren came around, huh? Good. <laughs> Warren. War. That's pretty much what it was. You think Justin Fields has a shot at the Heisman? Wilson, I'm sorry. Oh, Wilson. Oh, Wilson. Oh, God. <laughs> so bad. But that's pretty, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. We, we have been Tom Hanks on Castaway. We decided we would venture out off the island. We didn't have football. And we were almost going to die. And then the big we, tugboat came along. Do you think we had a... Ours was called Rydell, though, and yes. we had a we had a little football with it was us. A football that we put a, a face on and Rydell. I'm sorry. Ah, oh, Rydell. I'm sorry. Ah. But so so that's how you feel. I do. I feel it's, it's about the only way you can probably describe it. That's you know what? It's the best way it's been described. Yeah, it truly is the best way because. I did, I truthfully, I said this to you when you got here tonight. I really, really didn't think we'd get here. I thought it was, I was, the, I, I, I thought it was done. I thought after the statement that was released by Kevin Warren, which would have been like August 16th after they had canceled, where he said that there was the phrase will not be revisited, like yeah. fall football, the vote and all that stuff. It will not be revisited. When you combine that with something you said in a text, like early on was, it's also, it's really hard for people to swallow their pride, change their mind on something. And I don't know if admitting there was they were wrong is the right way to put it. Because I don't know if there was necessarily an admission that they were wrong. But, but let's be honest, human beings are not good at swallowing their pride and changing their minds on something. No, I think probably a good chunk of our listeners have you know, husbands or, and wives out there that they have a hard time doing that on a daily basis, yes. admitting with, you're wrong. With, with a little thing. Yeah. Did you do the dishes more than me? Like, I don't yes. know. Like, I think I do. Huh? <laughs> and they know they didn't. And they go six years and they don't admit that. That's what it is, though. <laughs> but seriously, something as small as arguing about the dishes is hard for you to admit that you were, you, I was wrong. You were right. Yeah. It's hard for people to do. And so bigger things, I think it's even, it gets even harder. So I guess what I'm saying, like when you combine the whole will not be revisited with that reality of human beings, yeah. that, we're, that people are not good at swallowing their pride and changing their mind on something. Well, so I did not think this day and, would come. And I they, really Nick, didn't. And they took on the onslaught, onslaught of you know Nebraska and Ohio State trying to play, and then they took on the onslaught of the parents. I mean, they withstood the parents coming at them and saying, "We demand you know this information and let our kids play." They took on the the Justin Fields you know petition. Petition. They yep. took on the you know getting sued. Like they took it all on and didn't say a word. So like that's a bad sign for football coming back. So it's. It is surprising. So, so I, before before we get because there's a bunch of stuff we're going to do. I will say something that 
that I don't think a lot of people. I mean, we got to kind of tip. You got to tip your cap to them that they were willing to change. Yes. Now, were they were they almost left to no choice? Sure, but. I don't know about you. There, even even when things were trending towards like, dude, it's coming back, it's happening. There's going to be a vote. Like there, there was a part of me that always kind of felt like, eh, I don't know. I still think there's going to be enough people that, that would rather be, would rather stick to their guns, right even than yeah. get it right. Yep. And so I will say, and this is not popular, tip of the cap to everybody for for just being open minded to change their mind. On a decision yes. that affects so many people. That's a that's a good thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. It is a great thing. Side note. With, you know, because it's been funny how there's been, the majority of people have been crushing the Big Ten, right? And deservedly so. And then you've had some people that have been trying to defend them. It's like, well, what, I mean, what do you guys really want? It's like, well, here's the thing. Today, and I told you what was on BTN all day today with, with how, Kevin Warren was on there with everybody like today was all anyone ever really wanted from the Big Ten to begin with. Like we're all adults and, and grownups. We may not agree with a decision or like a decision, but we just want transparency from the people yeah. that are involved. Just lay out in detail what happened and how you arrived. And today we got that. Like to say what we got today yeah. was what I thought we would get. I remember sitting down. I knew the press conference was coming at 2 o'clock on August 11th to announce Big Ten football is canceled. I thought we'd get on August 11th what we got today, where it was a panel of Kevin Warren, the Northwestern president, Barry Alvarez, yeah. the Penn State AD, uh, the Ohio State doctor, like, and all these people just answering questions. Yeah, it was almost like they took the uh, the mindset of like, uh, you know, some high security level yes. government agency where it's like we're on a need to know basis and you you do not need to know. Right, and they're classified. speaking to the world. They make decisions. We live with them and they don't have to explain themselves where I think people kind of realize like, look, this is football. This is sports like. This isn't, you know, like there's science involved, but like we're capable of understanding your the the process, your thought process and making this decision. All that you really want is like, tell us why it better make sense or we're going to say uh, yes. we don't we don't, we don't that. agree. And, and that's fair in, in this situation because it affects so many people. And I think the Big Ten was treating this like. This is their private enterprise that only they get to make decisions and don't have to explain themselves. Yeah, to. like it was almost because the big. Uh, uh, hi, Big Ten football season's canceled. Uh, yeah, question: Why? Because I said so. That's why. It's Wait, like whoa. Okay. That that's sort of what it felt like when they're not willing to give exactly like a more of an explanation. And so I guess I because I tweeted that today and I just wanted like today was simply all anybody ever really wanted. It, regardless, now granted, we all had a vested interest in a desired outcome of football oh, being played. I'm a rash. I irrationally want totally. football. So, but, I'm, but I would have. But take, but take me with the great salt. Well, yeah. <laughs> but but even but even for you, if they would have got up there and at least been transparent, you may not have necessarily agreed, but at least there would have been some like, here's why X Y Z da 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 da. Here's this doctor. He's going to explain this. Yeah. All that stuff. We didn't get any of that. Nothing. We, we didn't get any of that. So today 
was all that anybody ever really wanted. And I wanted to start with kind of just saying, I didn't think we'd get here. Tip of the cap for people's ability to at least be flexible and get here to where football's back. So the question is, Bo, how did we get here? And I think it's like it's three things, and you touched on a couple of them, but I think the first thing that I will say that even coming from someone that thought they should have never canceled football in the first place, the one thing I can say is we are in a better place now than we were a month ago. Mm -hmm. Like, we know more. And, again, that was always one of the biggest reasons why it never made sense to cancel. It was always just just delay it or push back the kickoff. But, like, the, the... the implementation of rapid testing, of antigen testing, where you can get a test result in an hour, is a game changer. Mm-hmm. So how do we get here? Science. Like, the science has improved and evolved. We got our best people on it. They're somewhere. They're working on it. That's, that's but they're our best it, people. they're our best people. So rapid, <laughs> we're in a better place than we were a month ago in rapid testing. I mean, ultimately, I feel like that, if, if I had to write down what is the number one thing I'd probably say rapid testing. Do you think it's more rapid testing or public pressure? Public pressure. Really? Because um, I'm going to get into that. I think it, the public, uh, the rapid testing is the, if there had been no public pressure, it, it wouldn't have mattered to me if there's rapid te- I think the punt would have been on, we'd been playing in the spring. Okay, because we'll, we'll get to that because I think there's something, because I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Uh, because I think it's all a, it's a combination of things. But the other thing too was, I do think in how where it's different because you know where it's different from where it was a month ago. There was a little bit of an unknown of like, well, well what happens when you play a football game? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like okay, are we going to play a football game and then literally it is a super spreader event and and every single person has co- you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there was this unknown of what what happens when you actually line up, put on a helmet, and hit people and play football. We now know... They disintegrate. That, I mean, that's what it was. <laughs> it seemed like that that's how we didn't know if that would happen. But we know now that you can play a football game. That yeah. also helps. Sure. I mean, the high schools have done it for three weeks now. College, I guess college is a Done couple, two, two, two to three. Yeah. And I mean, and then the NFL just had a, had their opening weekend yeah. and, and the, you know, the, the players are fine and you know, the, there's been no, I mean, there's been a couple small little yeah. outbreaks to be expected, but I mean, you know, high schools don't test and that's the truth. <laughs> that's the telling yeah. thing. It's like, I know that's what's so when stupid. The, the people that don't test might be in the best situation for like, Nobody knows, and they're fine. I've said that a million times. I mean, just there's so many things that don't make sense. My fifth grade nephew can play tackle football, but Wondell Robinson can't play football. (laughs) Yeah, like come on, man. It's just like you know, like what are we doing here? Yeah, there, there's no, there's no, the the level of politics in fifth grade football is, uh, it's just (laughs) minimal. It's minimal. It's minimal. That's all it is. But I guess to stick with the whole unknown, like I think one of the reasons everyone's like, oh yeah, college basketball is going to happen. And I think one of the reasons people are so like, oh yeah, it's going to happen is because they've seen basketball games being played. Mm-hmm. So there's something that happens with your mind of like, well, okay, we've seen games being played. You can play basketball. Yeah. 
So I think football, you didn't quite know. It also coincided with classes, campuses coming back to there was sure. there was just a con there was like a combination of things happening that that were hurdles that now I wish the Big Ten would have tried to kind of wrestle with those things rather than just tap out and run away from them. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is like all those things, like, hey, we've had people come back on campus. We've seen games happen. That to helps. Me, to me, too. I think that, you know, the AC, the, the combination, that first week, I don't think, and I, I don't think the first week in high school were really the, the I think when they, when you saw Clemson and Notre Dame, you saw the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think the reality, it became like the NBA where you go, Oh, they're doing it. All we got to do is now jump on board, and we let them be the guinea pigs. There's some of that. 100%. I think that whatever they f maybe felt in terms of liability, all of a sudden they go, "We're all going down together anyway, right? Well, the whole country's going down together if we do this, so we're okay." Now. Totally agree because that's the second thing I wrote down. Don't kid yourself. These other leagues kicking off are a game changer. The Big 12 and the ACC kicking yeah. off are a game changer on two fronts. Number one, they just, just like I said, like they sh they show you that it can happen. But it also, I, I think the Big 10 over this past month was banking on these other leagues not yep. starting. I think they were playing one big giant game of chicken and they were saying, let's hold off on what we're talking about right now, having to roll out yeah. a, a plan to play in the fall. Let's let's hold off on that. Let's see if the Big 12 and the ACC can play. And once they played, the the game was over. The, the, the over game of chickens over. And then you and at that point, these people are looking at their own jobs and their own, like they know that that's like if they want to keep a job, like this is part of it. Like I mean, how you, you got to make a decision now. It's going to be less about yourself and more about, you know, yeah, maybe what other people want. I mean, when you're sitting there watching Notre Dame play a home game in Indiana, but Indiana can't play and Purdue can't play, what are we talking about? Yeah. When you're watching Ohio State, or excuse me, Iowa State play at home, but Iowa can't play, what are we, what are we talking about? You know, yeah. when you're watching Kansas and Kansas State play, but Pitt, Pitt plays, but Pitt, Penn State can't. Penn State can't. And Pitt's in Pittsburgh. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. So I think that was the other thing that, you know, in terms of how we got here, these other leagues kicking off were always going to be, a, I mean, almost the type of event where. The Big Ten had no choice. It turned, it cranked that pressure up to the to the umpteenth, I think. And then the then the last thing, and you you alluded to it, the the public pressure kept that was put on by the players suing and the parents suing, like this is a testament to continuing to kick and fight and scream until until you kind of get what you want. And I'll say this: I'll give it up to Ohio State and Nebraska yes. fans because it was basically, basically them two. It was those two every let's call it two days. Did somebody's something. leaking a story. Somebody's suing. Somebody's suing. Somebody's somebody. doing a petition. We were relentless essentially, right. and a month of that, and I think that was just enough to just hang in there to get to the point where, all right, now these other leagues are kicking off, and and the we never let it get far enough away where it's like everybody had just given up. Because that's what's interesting. You know, 
it would have been interesting if, let's say, everybody in the Big Ten would just uh, would have just laid down and taken this. Then you then you get your schedule and you get it set. Okay, we're well, here's what we're doing. We're going to be uh, a February start, and it's going to go from here, here, and here. And you lay it out, and you just you're you're done. And once once you start thinking like that. They are comfortable. Like the people making the decisions are a lot more comfortable. Where it it was a backlash that never let up, and then the people making the decisions, whether they wanted the same things or not, which I think clearly they didn't no. necessarily. Um, it took that, so they couldn't just. They never got to totally punt it. They tried to punt, right? And the punt was like, we're we're not going to bring the special teams on the field just yet. We're thinking about going for it on fourth down here. We'll punt, uh, but not yet. And that's what happened. And so they kept, but again, it was it was Nebraska and Ohio State that led the charge. I am but, a big fan of Ohio State. Right so now. am I. I they've, uh, they've. I mean, I think there's no doubt that Nebraska and Ohio State have found, they got something together now. Yeah. But the one thing I'll say is Nebraska started it. Like, yeah. I think it was, it was all like Frost, Frost's willingness on August 10th to basically... I mean, it was it was almost as if Frost was kind of looking. All the Big Ten teams were standing there, and he was kind of looking like, "Y'all just not going to say anything." Yeah. Okay, I'll say something. And he was willing. He was the first one that was willing to go out onto that ledge. Oh and yeah. Fight for football, and he got crushed for it. We went over the Desmond Howard, Michael Wilbon, all this. Oh yeah. He, he got crushed for it, but he kind of he took those arrows that then allowed for Ryan Day and Justin Fields and all these other yeah, they, people to they get were into the like, fight. We can do this. Is this allowed? Oh, we can we can question this. And, and it's funny. I saw like Feinbaum today, and and you know he basically was saying you know kudos to the Big Ten and you know really extra kudos to Ohio mm-hmm. State because and, and you know what like Ohio State does deserve their credit for this because they They're they the, were the yeah. big dog that. Without without them, it probably wouldn't have happened. But it's still it's funny. It's like we definitely were the first and probably the as loud or louder than Ohio State all to, all in right. Um, but we're not ever going to get the credit, and that's okay. But it's just funny that that's how the world works right now. Totally. We like like you said, Frost was the one that was like, all right. Frost was the first one that was willing to take a step out there and take a stand. Mm-hmm. And never under the guy that's the first dude that's willing to go over that hill. Like there, there is value charge, in charge, a hey, charge, take the hill. I mean, I that's, mean, that's scary. And he's the first one over the he top. He was the first one willing to do it. So that, so in terms of how we got here, I mean, I think the other leagues kicking off the public pressure that was kept on from the play, the players and the parents suing, even the coaches then kind of keeping the heat on yeah. James Frank and all that stuff. And then, then I do think there's an element of like, we are in a better place from, a science standpoint with the rapid testing is a game changer. And then we have, have had questions answered like what happens when you play a football game. And, and so I think that's kind of how we got here. So then let's, let's get into kind of all, because the one thing that I was always kind of like, okay, well, what is this? You know, the devil's going to be in the details a little bit as to what the plan is that they lay out. Yeah. And tell you what, the guidelines and stipulations and time frame that the Big Ten has to get in this season is going to be challenging. Mm-hmm. So you're kicking off October 24th. You're playing eight games with the ninth week being when the Big Ten title would be on December 19th. So you have no bye weeks. 
And there's going to be daily rapid testing beginning on September 30th. The few of the big things that jumped out at me. The first one was any positive tests is an you're automatically out for 21 days. And, and did you say that there was a doctor that came on and gave the reasoning? Because I haven't heard the reasoning yet. Yeah, because that there was because that was the first thing you're like I hadn't heard anything about. You know, you've heard about the 14 day thing, but 21 days, yeah, 10, 10 to 14 days, 10 to 14 days. And to me, it was like, well, that, that just seems nuts. I mean, cause you know what? Let's call it like it is in a, in a eight, you have an eight games, eight weeks. You test positive. You're out half the season. Yeah. <laughs> so like any positive test, you're pretty much toast. Yeah. I mean, in all reality. But so the so the, the the Ohio State doctor Jim Borchers was asked about the 21 day athlete must sit out after testing positive. So there's 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 the 14 day to be clear of COVID quarantine thing that we've all known about, and then after that they do uh, they test for heart issues after the 14 days, and then they build in a seven day transition period for a athlete to return to play. So So can they play in the third week? No. The way I understand it is you have your 14 days. Then after you're into the 14 days, they they are going to do some cardiac tests. Yeah. And then there needs to be within that week there needs to be 7 day a 7 day reacclimation period for that athlete to get them back ready to play. While they're testing for that, I think all that seems excessive. But at least, at least there was like some like it was. Again, it goes back to what I said. Like I don't have to agree with you, but at least like you're giving a it. protocol that you are uh, that you have some sort of reasoning behind. You're sharing with us. Yes. Um, now, if Justin Fields gets COVID, might be ten days. They might change it. Well, I mean, but seriously, I just <laughs> I mean, don't. Sir, you know what I mean, though? Like. I wouldn't doubt that some of this is going to be fluid. I, I don't know that. I think they're going to have a protocol, but I'm guessing they're going to probably pretty quickly start um, appealing for, you know, like this person tested positive, and then two days later they tested negative or something. You know, I what always I mean? thought like, it was like you you had to have two. Like if you got it, you just had to have two negative tests, and then you were like clear. That's what they've so, been doing, and so it, that's, it seemed to have been working. But. I just don't get, like, the daily rapid testing kind of alleviates a lot of this stuff. You would think so. But, but like I said, I think part of the MO of what's been going on with this Big Ten decision-making is it's, it's been so much more overly cautious than the other divisions, and they're sticking to that sort of theme. And, you know, like, there may be – they may have – their their true beliefs with some of this uh, the science behind this heart stuff that they feel strongly about i don't know that i'm not because i thought doctor, the myocarditis but... thing had kind of gotten uh not debunked that's not the right word but you found out that it wasn't it, the, it was the study behind it wasn't, yeah the was fear flawed. of it was just yeah. new and out and i think that that played a big factor but but, but I, I, I don't my know big thing i mean 20 so if if for anybody that tests positive is a 21 day i mean you are basically Missing half the season. Yeah, I mean th- these these athletes 
more than even what they would have are going to have to basically say to girlfriends and to to family and to like it's just like look i i got nine weeks here we're locking up what well, and because and there's no reality. there's no other way that you can even risk it if you can't do like the even if you get it you miss a week or you get like a, a couple of tests like three weeks is like oh my gosh well because i because i was thinking about it like think if you're out for 14 days you're not you're not i'd imagine you can't you literally are quarantined like if you test positive and you're out, so that means you're not going to work with Zach Duvall and work out. You're probably not getting in your conditioning. So like, no. think how I mean, you played high level football. You were an all Big Twelve linebacker. Like, how hard would it be in the middle of the season to take three weeks and you can't do anything, and then think that? So that's what I'm saying. It's like it's not even like you ever play Tecmo Bowl and when your guy like you get a player hurt and then they come back and they like you see them they run out of the fake hospital and yeah. they're, like, they're immediately <laughs> back one. It's not like it's not like Cam Taylor is going to be quarantined for 21 days and then he's going to be 100 percent in terms of his ability to go play football right away. Yeah, I mean three weeks of uh, of nothing is. I mean, I, I guess if you're a player. I mean, I, I would go do something. I mean, I'd go take, go to a track and run or something. You know, whatever you got to do. But, I, but yeah, I don't even know. I I don't know what that all looks like. But you're definitely not in meetings. You're definitely not lifting weights. And you're definitely not at you're the not training table. You're not playing football. So uh, that's interesting. And then because then the other thing then also is you know so that everybody's everybody's getting tested every single day, starting September. 30th and so the big 10 conference is going to use data provided and they're going to make decisions about the continuation of practices and competition as determined by team positivity rate so and population positivity rate based on a seven-day rolling average now i've heard a bunch of different people explain the difference between population positivity rate and team positivity rate and i'm kind of gone cross-eyed on what the way I understand the team mm. is just the players, and then maybe the population positivity rate is is like everyone around. The, so coaches, trainers, staff. Everybody else. There's a lot of you know. There's a lot of moving parts to put a football team on the field, but I think you're right. I I think it's everybody involved in the football process that it has to be That's around, around each the other. team on the field, but like, not they, necessarily like students on campus or. The or local city. community, like yeah. Lincoln, right? I, my guess is that it does not incorporate those factors. It's it's probably just the all the moving parts around the because football team. Because Bill Moose used the term a bunch, uh, clean field, as it pertains to like no, co- like everybody's COVID free, a clean field. So that is, I mean, you know what? A, I mean, a football practice, you have a million different people on there. Yeah, just, he used to use the phrase, the clean ranch. I need a clean ranch. <laughs> no dirty ranch here. No. It's Out in the need. ranch, but kept it clean. All right, let's take a quick break to talk about my good friends at Runza. Boy, did uh, this last read explode on social media because I have uh, let you into a top secret menu item that has really blown everybody's mind did you know at runza you can get anything on a runza sandwich like i love a cheese runza but if i wanted to i could get pickles on it or mustard i could put some more onions in that bad boy i could put some fries in there it's anything in the kitchen within reason you can ask for and they'll 
at it. Again, I'm a cheese runs a guy, but next time I stop in, I think I'm going to throw some some pepper jack cheese on that bad boy. Maybe even some french fries on it as well. I mean, you can do whatever you want within reason because every Runza is made to order. They all start as an original with no toppings, and they can add the toppings when you order, and boom, you got a custom Runza sandwich. You can't beat it. So that's, once again, the super secret menu item from my friends at Runza. The build your own Runza. Get into Runza today. Get one that's just for you, and tell them Nick Baugh sent you. And while we're here, let's talk about Pella windows and doors. Here's the thing. Putting in... You have some new windows or a new door. It's really exciting, but sometimes you don't even know where to begin. Let me help you out. First of all, you you got to go with Pella. That's obvious. And with going with Pella, there are a couple of directions you can go to start. You can schedule a free in-home consultation. That's right, free. You'll get a Pella expert out to sit down with you, look at your home, and they're going to be able to get a Tom Osborne-esque game plan for you that fits your budget, your wants, and your needs. That's one option. Or option number two, you can head out to the showroom. The showroom is really cool. Sometimes it actually helps you kind of see the window or see the door, feel it, open it, close it to get a better feel of exactly what you're putting into your home. So the showroom is also a great place to start as well. Any direction you go to start, just know that Pella can 100% provide window and door solutions to any home. Check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Back to the podcast. Team positivity rate is the number of tests, number of positive tests divided by a total number of tests administered. If you're in the green zone at 0 to 2%, orange is 2 to 5%, and then any, the red zone is anything greater than 5%, and anything greater than 5% in that red zone, everything stops for a week. What, so, was, what was the red zone again? Anything greater than 5%. So 5%. So let's call the team roughly 100 players. Anything more than five? I mean, that's what I'm struggling with. Is, I mean, if you're, so if you're testing 100 people and. See, here's what's hard though. Like, you got these rooms of, you know, 10 guys. It's where it's like, you do usually see like outbreaks. It'll be a couple in a room. It'll be a couple. It's it's to me it strikes me as it would be rare that like one, one guy got it, just one. Because unless that guy went rogue and went to his girlfriend's house and they went to a bar and then they went to a and he party. saw no one else till he, he got, tested no the one next else, day. You know, like, but but to me again, like this is like I, I said with the twenty one day thing. Isn't this where rapid testing alleviates all that stuff? Like, why do you need to stop it for a week? Like, okay, let's say there is an outbreak and 10, 15 guys have it, but then you rapid test and 85 other guys don't have it. Then shouldn't you just be able to go on with those 85 guys? Why can't you just, because that you would, I would think the, the part, a part of rapid testing is to mitigate, well, you're never going to, you're not going to stop people from getting it. You're trying to stop it spreading. Once you know people, once have you know it, someone yeah. has it. So like, to me, if someone once someone has it, you remove them from that little yeah. group. So I don't I don't really fully understand what the point of that. Somebody's gonna have to explain to me the like the the how you came to that five percent number to shut things down because I think if if we can call an issue that's gonna take some probably give there's gonna be some pushback right now is that's an 
is that an arbitrary number or is there a, a scientific backed reasoning for 5%? Because a 5% um, decision there for a total shutdown, um, <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's gonna, it's there. People are gonna push so, back if there's not good reasoning behind it. Uh, you know, that should be like half the team or something. I so I, I just think when you take into consideration, you're basically gonna play nine games in nine week, nine weeks, no bye week, starting October 24th. When you then take into consideration any positive test, uh, that player is out for 21 days, and then when you take in these positive positivity rate testing guidelines where anything greater than 5%, everything stops for a week. I did get an email from someone asking me, are these, like, basically, I don't have the email in front of me, basically asking me, like, are the, is, is this, are these guidelines set up by the Big Ten, is it set up to fail? And I don't think, my answer to that question would be like, I, I, I find it hard to believe that the Big Ten would go through all this and create some impossible scenario for their own league to fail. No, they, they, if there's a conspiracy theory, it would be towards not wanting to play. If they were trying to play, I think you, you wouldn't do that. Right. Um, but still, like, it's, it's, it's very cautious is what it sounds like. I mean, um, and, and that's okay. That is what it is. Um, all I'm saying is, I think that there'll there will be an issue with that number. That five percent would be my guess right now. There's going to be an issue with that, I think, and I think there's going to be an issue for. I mean, if you get it, you're out half the year. That's a that's a big big problem. Yeah, I mean, especially if let's for instance, uh, somebody tests positive and they feel great. They're asymptomatic. Yeah, I mean that they'll be like, oh, okay, all right, I'm positive. Like maybe I could miss one game, but I, like, and then I'm test when I test negative, I'm ready to play. Like it's 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 hard for me to think. Okay, then two more weeks. That's what I don't get. Like, so someone tests positive, they feel great, they're asymptomatic, and after ten days, they've gotten two negative tests. Yeah, you're telling me that person still has to sit out for another eleven days. Potentially, that's what they're saying. And that, again, this is where, like, on one hand, they're like, rapid testing, tell you what, this is what's getting us back on the field. Well, then why aren't we using rapid testing for keeping this train moving? I'm not anti, like, I think rapid testing is great, and I think it's awesome, and I think it's going to really help with things. But, like, use it to your advantage. Use it to your advantage, then. So I'm I'm struggling with, with that. And then, you know, because then you, you read all that, you're like, man, this is going to be tough to tough to navigate. And, you know, you pointed it out, like, there are, there are, there's natural peer pressure amongst the team to yeah. make good decisions. Hey, man, don't go out on Friday night. We got to, th- don't go out, don't do that. Make good, get some sleep, make sure you're whatever, right? There's always that natural peer pressure, but it, it's going to be ratcheted up even more. Mm-hmm. And we say that it starts October 24th, but in all reality, that that teammate peer pressure kind of starts right now. Yeah. Because the decisions you are making socially, your behavior on a day-to-day basis is going to start to, you're all of a sudden going to be entered into that 21-day positive test and or everything stops for a week. Like, So 
in some ways you want to say like you know starting October 24th like I don't think Frost can get in front of the guys like guys starting October 24th we really gotta be careful I think oh. you gotta start pretty much like well now yeah because I mean these 21 21 days starts I mean they gotta they gotta they gotta get ready practice, to play and they gotta and I mean and this is something that will be interesting to see is what sort of practice protocols are put in place but when you looked around the league these first few weeks, Kansas State, Iowa State, Kansas, um, Navy, these some of these teams that are historically like usually tough, you know, salt well coached football teams, clearly you could see they hadn't tackled, they hadn't hit, they were tackling uh donuts and dummies, and they were not uh no doubt. Th- there was not that Person to person, physical hitting that needs to be done to play the game football, and they lost. I mean, they, they were they got beat by Sun Belt teams, and Navy got just dismantled Ran off the field. And the, their coach was basically like, "This is what you get for tackling donuts." Right. You know, like you just don't know how to play football. So you tell you. Me, like how many days as someone that played linebacker? Like how how many weeks do you need of person to person? Knocking heads, hitting guys before you feel. Oh, I mean, oh, a week. I mean, trust me, anybody who's been through a training camp goes like, I don't need more than a week of that. <laughs> but, right. but you do need, you do need to, you need to practice for probably two weeks, and you need where you're being physical, even with like half. But you need to tackle for a week, like you need to hit and tackle full out for a week. Right. But you need to do like have half pads where you are still hitting and you're thudding up. You need to do that for another week. So, I mean, really a couple weeks you could play, but I mean, to go out and not have not tackled somebody and it's the first game, that'd feel weird. It'd feel really weird. So I just think, yeah, how, how that gets structured. But I guess my big thing is I, I think there's going to be some pretty – some some pretty big speeches from guys like Scott Frost to the players on like guys you th- there has to be there needs to be a social man to man contract we all kind of sign with each other of like oh yeah don't and be the one to f all this up true and like in our best you know our best twenty two the starters like of like Adrian Martinez Wandale like whatever you do. If you're their teammates, just give them space. Like, do not give those guys COVID. Do not give yes. Mills. Do not give like our starting left tackle. I mean, like, do not give these you guys COVID. Like, do your best to not get them into places that are going to get them in trouble. And so it'll be interesting to see what all that looks like. But I do think there is, I mean, you know, not to get like cheesy. It's like there should be each week. It's not only like Nebraska versus Iowa. It's like each week you it's Nebraska versus the virus. Yeah. Like the team that handles the virus, the best is going to be in the best spot to win a lot of football games is let me ask you this. So a couple questions on this season. If one team is ready to play and the other team is COVID out, is that a forfeit? Because there's no moving. Remember, so the the original season right, was that's built what, with right, there flexibility, games of moving, collapsibles. There was the it was the, Jenga forty one, baby. The Jenga 41. it was made at the ranch. Yeah, it was trademarked it was at the ranch. Bill Moose's brilliant idea, um, but now we don't have that. So it, I would think it's just 
forfeit. It's gotta For, be forfeit, right? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that looks like. Um, but I'm just saying, you know, it'll be interesting. Like, you know, some of these schools that haven't seemed to have a huge desire to play. I mean, it'd be pretty easy to say, "Up, oh, shoot, we're above five percent, can't play." Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, so I just think that is that's a real thing, though. Like the team, the or team what if, that like, handles you know, the virus. What if you got five guys that like are your red shirt freshman slappy, you know, backup kicker? Right. Uh, fourth string long snapper, and like, what if it's your six worst players and you got a hundred guys, and you'd be like, I'd be like, you guys are off the team. <laughs> you know, like I'm serious. What are you going to do? The difference between you're, you got Ohio State coming to town on Saturday. And yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, I don't know. I guess that's what I'm saying. That's like, just where things- this number, this number of like this number, of this five percent. Like, if you got a hundred players and your six worst guys in the you know, numbers 94 through 100, which are the guys like, they're just tackling dummies. Right. If those six get COVID, you're telling me you can't play. Like, like there's going to be a little bit of gaming in this system. Right? It's going to be. <laughs> I would, hey, if you're the third string long snapper and you, you're expendable, dog. Guess what? You are. Expendable. You just got cut. You got COVID. You're off the team. I would seriously tell like a thing like, like, all right, I love you guys, especially you guys there. In the, like, but hey, guess what? <laughs> If you're not good and you get COVID, just know that means you're cut. Oh, that's too good. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I, oh, I, that's too good. But I just, I mean, but seriously though, the team that, the team that handles the virus the best is going to be in a great position to win a lot of games. Period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now, so now the schedule. Again, like I said, you're gonna have eight games. You know, four four at home, four on the road. You're gonna play all your division foes. Then you're going to have two crossovers. It'll be interesting to see the scheduling is going to come out in a couple of weeks here, or in a couple of days, excuse me. And it'll be it'll be fascinating to see who's on who's on the schedule for Nebraska and who those crossover opponents are. So is is Scott Frost going to get punished for trying to go rogue? And are so, they going to say, so, okay, <laughs> guess what? You get Ohio State and you get Penn State. Okay. Now they were on the schedule already, but we also had. Rutgers. Rutgers. We also had Michigan State. Yeah. Okay. Those were our our four. Yes. Our four uh, original non-divisional games. Yes. Crossover games. Crossover games. Now, you know what Husker Nation is going to say if we get Penn State and Ohio State. They're going to say, this is the Big Ten sticking it to us again. So, it's going to be really fun to see. But you know what? To me, I'm like I'm excited. To, I'd be excited to play anybody. Yeah, and then I'm I'm excited. But that'll be fun to see. I can't wait to see get. what that looks like. Uh, and then, so then there's going to be it's all going to it's all going to culminate to the Big Ten Championship on December 19th. But something that's kind of cool, at least for this year, is on that day on December 19th, the so there'll be the Big Ten Championship game. Yeah, and then. The, the the second place team in the West is going to play the second t- place team in the East, third versus third, fourth versus, versus fourth. But I did hear Barry Alvarez Barry Alvarez say today that that might get altered. Like if Nebraska finishes second in the in the West, yeah, and they've already played Penn State, who finished second in the East, instead of having them play again, I think they don't want to have repeat games if possible. Yeah. So if 
if it just so happens that you're a, you match up with somebody you've already played, they might try to move that around. But either mm-hmm. way, there's going to be kind of one, everybody's going to get that last ninth game that's almost like a. I, I like the idea of the, you know, the ones versus ones, twos versus twos, because yeah. then you're playing for, um, you know, your spot in the league, essentially, right? Right, like, yeah, oh, then, then it really gets settled. I guess unless it's, like, it's skewed by the, you know, the different sides. I just don't, but, I mean, I think, um, I like it just because it's another game. I think it's fun, too. I think it's a fun, totally. fun thought. Totally, so that so that's what the schedule is looking like, and I think that's fine. Yep. I, I think that's fine. The one thing that, that I was curious to see what it would look like would be, well, okay, what is attendance looking like? And the Big Ten is set out, where and I and Bill Moose politic that this should be a a city by city community by community decision, not a conference decision. Basically, like Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska yeah. should make the, the their own decision on if they want to have twenty five thousand people in the stands or nobody in the stands. But yeah. there, it's right now. There's going to be no tickets sold to the general public. There's going to be no fans in the stands. The only people that will be there will likely be family of the players and family of the coaches. And that's it. Will the band? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't, I would doubt it. Hmm. I guess I'm trying to, I mean, I watched college football games this weekend. Did they have? Some places had the band. Some places had the band, right? Yep. My guess is no. I mean, Notre Dame had a, had a good amount of people. Right. I mean, it was some of those, some of those stadiums looked like it was good to see people in there. And, so, I mean, that's, that's too bad. You know, that, that's that just is another, like, you know, like it, it's just another decision. It's like, <laughs> I think there's not been one decision they make where we're just like, good decision. Well, and they, like every single, and I, I mean, I get it. Like it, but every single predicament, they'd be like, all right, next on the list to discuss is what are we going to do with a positive test? They've gone to the extreme, of yeah, cautious, the extreme cautious. cautious. This one, extreme cautious. This, this one, extreme. extreme so, so fans, <laughs> no fans. But I get. I mean, a lot of the NFL stadiums had no fans. I'm not like it's one of those things. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, beggars can't be choosers. We want to have football. I'd rather have Truly. zero fans in the stands and have football than not. Truly, but like once again, like the decision is made. It's a paint yourself in the corner by making a definitive no wiggle room decision. And it's like, do you have to do that? I mean, can't you say we are, we are starting out with no fans, but willing to, 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 to like, you know, like giving yourself, like, why do we always have to be definitive? Like never giving yourself the wiggle room. I mean, that's why they, they canceled instead of delayed. This is another thing where they're like no fans versus like start, start small and build up or something. Right. right? Well, but again, this is where, you know, we talk about how there's already been cuts at different universities. Like even with football coming back, yeah, you're going to be able to get TV money, but like having no, no ticket sales is a big hit to a lot of these athletic departments and no tailgating either. No, like all those things hurt. They hurt. (laughs) That's the one thing real quick that about the whole, the whole championship weekend having, Second place, place second place. Third. Is it also? It adds another day of TV. Yeah, where you're in, yeah. you know, it's it's a good TV product to have for sure. But the one thing, the I don't know what you thought. I mean, I think the no fans in the stands makes a difference, man. Like now we talk about like uh, I tell you what, going on the road is going to be tough. It's not going to be. It's it's totally different now. Yeah. I mean, going if if Nebraska has to go play at Iowa, that's not. 
do, we usually conjure up those. Like, well, I tell you what, that's going to be a or, bitch. Or, or it's like, like not really because no fans are there. And Nebraska travels well, so we I feel like we do a better job combating home field advantage um, than other teams. So like like little things like that sure. that you know we do well. Um, or if you have a really good home field like we do, is like Nebraska is good on both fronts, right? Ohio State, Penn State. Michigan, both got great home field advantages. Right. Penn State is a great home field advantage. No question. So it'll be it just that that's a factor. Like the no fans in the stands is yeah. a is a factor. A couple more things, then we'll wrap this bad boy up. And, and so the one thing, kind of some questions now. Cause so that's kind of like the nuts and bolts of today of yeah. football being back. Now we'll see what the schedule looks like and all that stuff. The the a few of the questions I have is I wonder what they're going to do with the redshirt rule this season where they were going to give everybody a, any everybody a, a waiver where this season wasn't going to count against your eligibility to me I don't know how that rule would stay in place like if 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 you play nine if you play like this is the season now. this is the season I, I I think this um now there might be that four game redshirt rule that stays in Tact. Yeah, that's that's, that's probably fine, fine. I guess you know, but, but it's I'm I'm having a hard time thinking you're gonna be able to if you are playing in a season that has a conference champion and a national champion like that's a season. Yeah, so I think that's got to get. I'm, I don't know how that wouldn't get revisited, especially because you know we talked before about how how you were going to handle your roster management moving forward with scholarships. You know, I mean, so yeah, I you're think... telling me Wandale Robinson plays this year and then next year he's just a sophomore again, if he wants to be yeah. or Omar Manning plays and he does. And it's a start. Like, I don't, I don't know what that really looks like. I mean, I think the, it all started with the idea of when it goes to spring and we were maybe going to play some, like, and we were trying to play some non-conference game or the, you know, like, it was going to be such a, a, a such a broken schedule anyway. Right. Where now it's like it's not so broken. I mean, it's less games, but it's still it feels like a complete attempt. If, if let's say let's say there are no issues or cancellations or postponements or whatever, this is going to feel like a season. You're going to play nine straight weeks of football. Yeah, and there's going to be a Big Ten champ, and that and like I said, that Big Ten. If Ohio State goes nine and zero, they're going to go to the playoff. Yeah, not nine games is a season. I mean, that's like in high school. That's a high school season. That's a season. Yeah, I mean, so to me, I think if they if they play nine, you 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 call the season. I'd say like let's say you played less than five or six games, maybe then you can say we've decided to rule on this after the season that you can right. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe yeah. So I just I'll be interested to see if they put. I think you got to re you got to reevaluate. Yeah, that I, rule. I would say though, if, after the season they'll make the the call. But I would say if they play the nine, and then there's a champion and there's a national right. championship game, I think I think that's a season. Then the other thing that's going to be interesting to see in terms of decisions they make for eligibility is there's been a desire from Wyatt, uh, kind of blanking on his name, the Wyatt, the good offensive lineman for Ohio State. On he had opted out of the season and now he wants to opt back in. And there was a story on the athletic about, about this and it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. There was a, you know, a lawyer get involved and this is from the story. 
said, quote, the fact that the commissioner said the decision will not be revisited and that these guys relied on that statement would allow the NCAA to bring these guys back without setting any precedent that would create a problem down the road. So is there a chance that guys like Micah Parsons, Rondale Moore, Rashad Bateman, Sean Wade, the good corner at, at Ohio State, is there a chance all those guys that opted out of the season and probably signed with agents, are they now going to be able to opt back in? Well, I guess here would be my one issue with that. I mean, I don't have a big issue. If these guys want to play and they can, I would be totally fine with that. But but the argument I, I'm trying to understand is like, why did they opt out if they want to play? I thought they wanted to just opt out because COVID was happening. So that's why I don't know. Because it's just the hard part is like, what was the main reason for you opting out? Were you opting out because... Because Kevin Warren in a statement on August 15th or whatever said, Big Ten football is going to be postponed until the spring and this will not be revisited. And you thought, okay, I'm Micah Parsons or I'm Rondell Moore or I'm Rashad Bateman. I might be a first-round draft pick. I don't want to play in the spring. But if you remember, Nick, we talked about those guys on our um, on the preseason schedule pod, which was before they canceled. So those guys had opted out already. Right, so so what, they opted out because of the fear of COVID. But may, but they but then they could stand by. Well, now that there's rapid testing, like there are ways for them to be like sure, sure. But I guess they so they, I guess are those people's minds changed? I thought they had made up their see, minds. I guess that's that's why it's hard. Like where, it was like, a it was who, an NFL decision. Like I am concerned about my health and don't want to take the risk because I'm an NFL guy. I didn't think it was about hey, there's no season. That's why I'm opting out. I thought it was more like. Even if there is a season, I'm not going to play for insurance. Right. And so that's where the the reasonings on the front end are are important. But I'm with you. At the end of the day, though, if all these guys, as much as all, like, we said this is all great for Nebraska because if Micah Parsons yeah. out, Rondell Moore's out, all it's this good to great. not have those guys out it's there. Good. But, but, but I would they, welcome him in. I'd love to see him play. play they the league's play. better with better players. We just like the idea of a couple easier victories. Totally. <laughs> totally agree. But these guys, if they want to play, I'd be like, let them play. Who cares? So we have, we're going to have now a little over a month to kind of ramp up to the, to the season and get back into like talking about the team and the season. But do you, think, do you think there's a chance that, and I say this like half, I, I know it's technically what the answer is, but like I think you'll get the spirit of what I'm saying. Could this past month end up being a good thing for Nebraska? Meaning, like, they got to, like, the st- like Frost went out, fought for football. Like, has there ever, like, I don't know if the state's ever been more unified oh, the state, than it is right now. The state is unified behind Scott Frost. It, it, it was a great thing, I think, internally for the, the, the state of Nebraska. One, it's like it it reignited. Anybody that said, man, I'm done with Nebraska football, I bet you right now they're like, I want Nebraska. Like everybody realized how important it is once it got taken away from us. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like where, think about, remember at the end of the year, there were there were like little whispers about Frost. Like, man, uh, I don't know, Frost is a guy. I, oh, I'm yeah. done with, I'm, until they start winning, I'm done with it. You know, all that stuff, right? Yeah. You heard that. But Nothing will make you cherish something and love something more than the threat of it being taken away from you. Gosh. And so I just think all of a sudden now 
Nebraska's always been pretty united when it comes to football, but it's it's you know over the years it hasn't been quite as united. I, I think this is going to be as connected and united as the big red big red nations ever been. Oh yeah, and, and you know what's what's funny is I, I flipped the Big Ten Network, uh, or maybe no, it's actually it was ESPN, but Desmond Howard was on. Right. He was talking about the Big Ten, and he was saying. You know, he was kind of doing the same old, same old congratulating, you know, the Big Ten, you know, Ohio State. They got Justin Field. And he mentioned Nebraska. And he said, and you know what? He goes, in Nebraska, he said, and it wasn't like he apologized. But to me, I took this as his apology. He was like, you know what? You got to watch out for them because they really want to play. And so they might have something – because anybody that wants to play that bad must they must have a, a decent team. So basically, he kind of like with a roundabout way said like these guys must be pretty good because they want it so bad. Like right. they want to be out there more than pretty much anybody else. And it was weird hearing hear him, Desmond yeah. Howard say that. I think I he just, he's he's on the Nebraska um, sort of <laughs> damage control yeah, uh, he's tour to because kiss ass he got a yeah. million people coming at him that. For, So I don't know. I just think uh, because, you know, whether we're talking about the outside people being unified, even in I'd have to imagine the camaraderie inside the locker room right now is pretty high. Yeah. And even there was I saw some video today of Adrian Martinez showing up to Memorial Stadium and Cam Taylor was waiting for him outside and they just hugged. Yeah. And like. You know, we we go through life, we talk about this all the time with like perspective and appreciating things. And like sometimes, again, it, you know, we, we use the whole thing of like you, the second something gets taken away from you, that's when you want it the most. Like even for those players, like <sighs> these guys got to feel like, oh my God. I used to kind of be like, fuck, I got to go to practice. Oh. Fuck, coach is on me. Fuck. We got to Guess like, what? You don't get to practice, you, you get, don't get to play. And all of a sudden, you, your mindset goes, no, no, I'll do that hard work. I'll yeah. do it. No, I'll do it as, as oh, I good as I can. I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. I'll do it. It's, ama- it's amazing you take something away. And it's like that. I think these kids should almost cherish cherish this that they got. Like they get to experience it before it's too late, right? Why so most you, people most people don't right. know that till they don't get to play anymore because they're old. Right. And you go, oh, that's right. You don't get to play anymore. Right. I mean, you, for us, we we talk about it all the time, how much we miss it, you know? Yeah, and these guys almost got to like, it was like the, you know, it's like the ghost of Christmas future, like the ghost of football future. They got to see, get a glimpse of like, okay, what's life like without football? Mm-hmm. Literally without football. Yeah. Not, oh, we get a month, man. We get it relax, and Oh, man, no conditioning. It's great. Like, you are not going to have a season. Empty and stadiums, so to, man. So to me, it's like, why would you waste a day? I would think like every practice, every every moment's going to be met with great enthusiasm, great energy, great focus, yeah. great effort. And so I don't know. Like I just, I know it's not a good thing to take a month off and all that stuff. But like, I don't know. In a roundabout way, I wonder if this could end up being something that like unites people and galvanizes and it's a rallying point we kind of said it in our our preseason pod in august something about this pandemic 
has grown my confidence in this team. And I can't explain it other than I just sort of trust what we're doing more than other people. Like I just trust that we are all in on this. I don't follow these other teams close enough to know the attitude I know, that's and the hard. energy of the players and the staff. I think Ohio State wanted to play. I think Ohio State really wants I to think play. Like, Justin Fields, those guys, those guys wanted to, they wanted to hook it up and play. And I know we want to play, and I don't know what the rest of these teams like, want to do. How bad does do. Wisconsin want to play? How does that? How bad does I haven't heard how a peep is, out of Wisconsin. I don't know. I mean, does Rutgers want to play? I don't know if Rutgers wants to play. I don't know if Michigan State wants to play. Because if you don't want to football, like football, something you gotta, you can't. If you don't, you wanna, can't not want to play football. If you don't want to play, it's a bad sport to be out there. You're you going to get wanna. exposed. Oh man, that's one of the best things about football is you can't. It's why all star games don't work in football. You, you can't, like, you can kind of halfway, all-star games in basketball work, because you can kind of, like, halfway You can half-hearted play basketball. You, you can't heart, half-heart half play football. You, you can't do can't it. can't do that. So, I don't know. I mean, this is the total Kool-Aid, but, like, I think Nebraska is going to play off and You said 9-0. I'll take that 9-0, and I'll raise you a national championship. Oh, I think they're going to kill everybody. That's what I'm going to think. <laughs> That's what I'm going to think. All right, we're right in an hour. Big Ten football's back. Uh, you know what's kind of exciting is we get to like now, like I feel like the folder in my head was like of the 2020 Nebraska football team. I got to like pull it out and be like, <laughs> get the dust off of it. <laughs> and like, <laughs> <laughs> who is this Diedrich Mills guy? Like I, it's going to be fun to get back into it. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, like Nick, I'm pumped now. Nick, now we get to get back into like previewing the season yep. and, and the team and all that stuff. Like, is is the schedule going to remain somewhat the same in terms of well, order? Guess, no, I guess it's probably not. I bet it. I bet it's. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know who's you know who six of your opponents are going to be. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I guess. It, you, and I, and I would think I don't know if like again. Nebraska was supposed to be at Iowa and at Wisconsin this year. Is that – but remember they – Yeah. With the new – the Jenga 41 schedule, they were – Wisconsin was coming to – like, so what, I just I – don't, I don't know what all that looks like. And Bill Moose said he was – I think he's campaigning to get um, Iowa on Black Friday, which would be sweet. Which would be great. Yeah. Which which would be absolutely great. So, I'm fired up. But, but I guess what I'm saying is, like, guess what we get to do now? One more schedule pod. We get to do a schedule pod. We get to start to really get back into like the team, this team. Yeah, and Mills, McCa- okay, is it going to be McCaffrey Martinez? What do we think? Yeah. Mills came on at the end of last year. What's he going to look like? Omar Manning is he the guy that can take the 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 top off? Wondell Robinson. Now he gets to go and be his, you know, yeah, the, his net, you know, like all these things. We get to talk football. We get to talk Nick. about it, again. Nick. We get to talk football, oh. and we get to do. One of our prized moments, the recap the pods. recaps. I'm pumped, man. Me too. I'm pumped. So cheers to uh, Big Ten football being back. And uh, I guess stay subscribed and locked because we're going to continue. We haven't totally decided what we're doing with Husker Classic recaps, but like we're going to keep it going for the time being. Yes. Yep. So we're going to keep on recapping these classic games. And uh, and so keep it keep keep 
keep it locked on that because that's uh, this has been a blast. To so do. much fun. Oh, so much fun. All right, my friend. Big Ten football's back. Cheers. All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. Production.